Here we go, folks. That is the sound of the bell of round number seven, fight number eight, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ranchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with Rick Prado. What's up, Rick? Hey, what's up, man? Just ready to talk boxing. That's right, Rick. Podcast number two of 2023. Big round seven for us. Um, got a lot of good feedback from our opening round, Rick, where we laid out some of the wish list for 2023 and then some of the fights that we talked about that we would like to see. Um, we're going to have to memorialize those, I think. Maybe put that on Instagram, Rick, yeah. just to see like how many of those actually end up coming to, uh, to fruition, you know? Yeah, you know, de- definitely. Um, you know, it'd be good to get like at least you know, I would say seven would be a solid number. Yeah. 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 No kidding. I I still, for me, you know, if you had to, you know, if you had to corner me and say, okay, but what's the one fight? And by the way, it doesn't even look like we're going to get it. For me, it would be Beter Biev and Bivol. Mm -hmm. That would be the fight that I want to see. I just think that, you know, those two guys, Bivol is the best light heavyweight. Um, You know, he demolishes Canelo. And then, and I think, you know, speaking of Beter Biev, he's got a fight coming up this weekend. Mm -hmm. 18-0, 18 and 0, 18 knockouts, Rick. I'm gonna tell you right now, his record will be 19 and 0 yeah. with 19 knockouts after after this Saturday. That's the one fight that I want to see, Rick. Yeah, um, you know, I don't see it probably happening in in this year. Yeah, maybe early next year. Um, unfortunately, because I think if if Bevo fights Canelo, yeah, in September, yeah, you know, he's not gonna risk you yeah. know, fighting Beter Biev before. Right. He, it'll have to be after the Canelo fight. And then, you know, we, we could be looking at early 2024. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. That That's the whole thing, right? Because Canelo's going to do his fight coming up this May. I know you got that in the news, mm-hmm. right? He's he's starting his training for that fight. And then, exactly, he's going to fight Bivol mm-hmm. probably around, you know, the September 13th date, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then that's it, right? Mm-hmm. That's it for, for Canelo and for Bivol. Yeah. Unfortunate because... Again, um, Beter Biev is no spring chicken. Mm-hmm. What is he, 37 years old, I think? Yeah, he, he's getting up there. I'd have to look it up. But Yeah, he's getting up there. And so now you're talking about 2024. Again, for me, Yeah. what was your one fight? Um, if, you know, if, you had, if, if you had to have the one. I, I, I would still like to, I can't think of, um, I would like to see, you know, one of the welterweights fight one another. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. A Crawford and yeah. Enos or uh, yeah. Virgil Ortiz, mm-hmm. you know, any mixture of the two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last, you know, great welterweight fight we had yeah. really um, is the one right above me, 1999, right? Yeah. It's Trinidad and De La Hoya. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I think. Uh, of that magnitude. Yeah. So right? I think I think definitely, you know, um, that fight has to happen. You know, now that Spence has moved up, you yeah. know, the 154, it has to get two out of the three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll take, you know, basically you're saying, right, Ortiz Jr., mm-hmm. Virgil Ortiz Jr., um, Jerome Boutinus, yeah. Crawford, or Spence. But I think Spence right? is already gone. So right. I think, I think you'd have limited to the three. I'll tell you what's interesting, by the way, is, um, you know, they're talking about Lex Rocha, right? Mm-hmm. If he gets by, he's got a new opponent for this Saturday, right? Um, he's, heavily, he's heavily favored. Yeah. 
right? But you never know. It's the fight game. But they're talking about if he gets by, Rick, that he's going to be right there as far as being mandatory for Terrence Bud Crawford for the WBO title. Oh, you know, I and, and, and I like Rocha, but yeah. I don't think we need to see that fight. I, I think, um, you know, Ortiz needs that fight first. Enos needs that fight first. Yeah. You know, um, if Crawford is going for legacy and, yeah. and, you know, Hall of Fame, yeah, you know, those are the top other two guys. But it's interesting, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the WBO, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, the, but that's that's what they have, you yeah. know? <laughs> if you, um, I don't know if they've updated their rankings, but um, but that's the talk, right? So, you know, our own Lexus Rocha, right, has put yeah. him put himself in 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 position, right? So he mm-hmm. he's ranked number three, okay, in in the WBO. See, there's only two fighters above him, Rick: Virgil Ortiz mm-hmm. and Keith Thurman. And, and Keith Thurman looks like he's fighting Spence Jr. Yeah, and I mean, and he's fighting at 154, for right, that, for that one. So there you have it. Yeah, there's the opening, Rick. So so yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Mm-hmm. Um, got some good feedback on uh, nicknames, Rick. Okay. Got feedback from you know one of our uh, one of our fifteen listeners. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, he liked the segment. Um, I won't use his name to protect the innocent. Maybe I'll ask him next time if I could call him out here on the on the podcast, mm-hmm. and people around the world will know who he is. But. Um, he was talking about uh, may not be politically correct, and I agree. But I love the call out, Rick, with Jaime Munguia. Yeah. How about Sicario, Rick? Yeah, you know, not bad. You know, yeah, I don't. That's know. a good one. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, nowadays we can get away with that. You yeah, know, there's a lot of uh, yeah turmoil in Mexico. But, I know, uh, I know, but it means hitman essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like the Mexican hitman, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't, I don't think that one's all that bad. He was also asking or bringing up um, as far as like back in the day. And and yeah, back in the day, nicknames Rick were really it was a lot of the newspaper mm-hmm. right guys that would give these fighters the nicknames yeah. for a number of reasons, either from where they were from or tendencies that they would have. But the one thing that very rarely happened is, you know, and the reason why I brought up the fact that I wanted to bring back the good old fashioned nicknames is get away from the self proclaimed, you yeah. know. King Ryan, Takeover, and all this other stuff, right? Let Earn your nickname. Let people give you the nickname based on who you are and what yeah. you've accomplished. You know what I mean? No, yeah, definitely. And that's, yeah, because I started looking, right? Um, amazing book. If you want to read a good book, read a mm-hmm. book about Barney Ross, right? Yeah. Amazing individual, right? One of the best lightweights of all time. And then he even served our country as a Marine after he retired as a champion. But, you know, he beat guys, Rick, the battling, uh, Battalino, uh, Billy, the Fargo Express, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> Those are nicknames, Rick. Yeah. You know? Those are real nicknames. There was Babyface Assassins even back then. Mm-hmm. I know you said that, that one's kind of overused, right? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Mendoza, the light of Israel, you know? Now, Daniel Mendoza was one of the first uh, Israeli boxers, period, but Dutch Sam... You know, this was this was back then, but but again, yeah, those nicknames were uh, were given, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not uh, and earned, you could say, right? Yeah. Not just simply because, hey, I want to be whatever. So, anyways, uh, thank you uh, for the feedback uh, given to us. Again, um, you can hit us up uh, Instagram. We are at Pacific Coast Boxing. We have a website, PacificCoastBoxing.com. We are on Twitter at Pat Coast Boxing, and then on Facebook at Pacific Coast Boxing. We will also be tomorrow for whoever is around. Um, we'll have a bunch of shirts and stuff. We'll be at, I said it was last week, Rick, and I mm-hmm. screwed up, by the way. 
yeah. on the podcast. I kept saying it was the it was the twenty first. You know, yeah. it's uh it's Friday. It's this Friday, the twenty seventh. Well, I think this Friday was better anyway. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So this Friday, okay, at Jesse Moreno's gym, it'll be for um, undefeated middleweight Raul Lizarraga, ten and zero, I believe, ten knockouts. He will be there, and as will a lot of media. Um, you got a lot of VIPs. It looks like the Santa, uh, Leo Santa Cruz may be there, Rick. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be quite a few people, including uh, including us. Yeah, you know, definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, 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 man. So it's going to be exciting. Of course, this is in preparation for his big fight under Red Boxing Promotions that's going to take place on Saturday the 4th that we will hopefully be attending that as well. Yeah, that one's out in uh, Ontario, yes, Pomona? Ontario. Ontario. Yeah, that one's in Ontario. Like I said, it's really more on the other side. It's a stretch, yeah. but I think, I guess the location is uh, is still considered uh, Ontario. Okay. So, all right, Rick. So we have a lot of boxing news to get caught up mm-hmm. on. I know you got like a whole ton of stuff that's happening yeah. with fights that have materialized and a few other things. Um, we got some a couple fights coming up this weekend. Um, we had the shocker, sort of, right, with the... Uh, Liam Tuffy Smith, yeah, you know, knocking out Eubanks Jr. You know, was that just a hangover from not getting the Conor Ben fight? Was yeah. he not prepared? Is he even as good as we think he is? Yeah. Okay, don't know, but we'll talk about that fight. Um, talk about the boxing news. Talk about, uh, and then get into, of course, your stat of the week. Mm-hmm. It is round seven, however, and we always talk about a fight that resonates with us in round seven, Rick. Um, I've got the poll this week. Okay. Um, so this was Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury 2, and this was Deontay Wilder getting knocked out, Rick, in round number seven. Well, I shouldn't say getting knocked out. This was the fight where you know Wilder was down in rounds uh, three, down in round five, and this is when trainer Mark Breland mm-hmm. right, stopped the fight, and then, of course, Breland was... Uh, promptly excused of his duties as a trainer shortly thereafter. I think, remind me if I'm wrong, Rick, but was this not also the fight that he also blamed like his 40 or 50 pound suit? Yeah, I believe so. This yeah, was the same was the fight. 40, yeah, it was the 40 pound suit. Right. Uh, it was too heavy. His mm-hmm. legs were drained. And, and yeah. that's why. Yeah. Um, also, still, you know, I think even um, I read something, you know, this past week. Yeah. You know, that uh, someone asked him who would win between Fury and Usyk. Yeah. And he said, the one that cheats the best. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, still yeah. not owning up to it. Yeah. Um, you know, in the battle of nicknames. Yeah. The Bronze Bomber. That's right. Versus the Gypsy King. Yeah, that's right. See, and I like, I told you, yeah. I like the, those are both acceptable nicknames. Yeah. yeah, those are not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, and, and you're right, but however, right, as good a fight as that was, it was marred by him not owning and accepting defeat, mm-hmm. blaming it on poor Mark Breland, right, yeah. who quite honestly did what he's supposed to, right? You're supposed to protect your fighter. Now, after we saw Wilder Fury 3, right, maybe we kind of, you know, had a little bit more insight as to what Wilder was talking about, yeah. right? Apparently, he could sustain, right, more punches, and maybe he could have came back. But then again, Rick, I can make a case that Mark Breland saved him so that he could, you know, make the third fight. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely he can have the third fight. And then, you know, he's also going to have, you know, more fights coming up this year. Yeah. He's going to make a lot more money. Um, you know, and who knows? You know, yeah. maybe, maybe he doesn't have those fights if, if the fight keeps going. That's right. As big a fan as I was, and, you know, and I'm still a fan of Deontay Wilder, he lost me a little bit after that fight, right? Yeah. He lost me because of the sour grapes and the lack mm-hmm. of sportsmanship. 
um, the you know that he didn't that he demonstrated after that fight, Rick. Yeah, you know, just own it. Like you got beat by a better fighter, and that was it, mm-hmm. right? Because even the guy, uh, I think even the guy who made the suit was you know was throwing a flag on the field saying BS. Yeah. The the suit wasn't that heavy. Yeah. Right. Because remember he was saying it was like forty, fifty, or maybe even mm-hmm. heavier than that. Right. It was like every excuse in the book. Yeah. Um, I think even it was, uh, you know, it was, it was joked about by uh, Triple H. Yeah. Because I guess Triple H wore a kind of a similar outfit. Yeah. At one of the WrestleManias. Yeah. And he said he lost that that night because of. Oh, his, did he really? His suit. Yeah. So he, he uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people jumping on, you know, yeah. to the uh, bandwagon. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Well, there you have it. Um, you know, that was Wilder Fury two. All the way back in 2020. So their first fight was 2018 mm-hmm. in L.A., right? That was the infamous uh, draw. Our guy Jack Reese was the referee. Yeah. Thankfully didn't count Fury out, right? Fury mm-hmm. kind of, I'll, I'll stick on your uh, wrestling theme. He pulled an undertaker, yeah. right, with the way he just kind of popped right up. And then they wouldn't fight until 2020. Um, and then it took, um, geez, you know, a year and a half or something for them to finally yeah. fight the trilogy. Which of course um, Fury knocks him out in round eleven in much more convincing fashion, mm-hmm. and I st- I'm still not sure if Wilder has come full circle and given Fury credit. Oh no, no, he's still he's still upset, you know, still sour grapes after. Yeah. you know, I th- I think um, you know I don't know if he'll ever admit to, uh, to yeah. defeat. I don't think he will. Yeah. I don't think he will, Rick. All right, Rick, let's take a quick break. Got a lot to get caught up on. We got the boxing news, fights that happen, some good fights coming up this weekend. My guy, Birbiev, who I think is still underrated and doesn't get the credit that he deserves. You don't even have him on, on I don't even think you had him on your top 10, if I'm not mistaken. I, I may have. Yeah. I have to go back and Yeah, look. I know I did. Yeah. All right, Rick, Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. By the way, Rick, it would be remiss of me to not uh, acknowledge that tomorrow, January 26th, it will be my parents' 60th wedding anniversary, Rick. Oh, wow. 6 Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. I was talking to somebody. I think he got married in 2013, so he said you'd have to be until 2073 to hit 60. Oh, wow. He ain't going to make it. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, you know, he'd be like 110 or some yeah. crazy thing, you know. But anyways, yeah, congratulations to uh, to my parents for hitting uh, year number 60, man. Yeah. Don't think we'll see that Impressive, too often yeah. anymore. Yeah, I know, right? All right, Rick, let's talk about the fights that happened uh, over the weekend, really the one fight, and then uh, what we got coming up on deck this weekend. Yeah, so uh, this past weekend we had the Chris Eubank Jr., uh, Liam Beefy Smith yeah. fight, and... Um, Chris Eubank Jr. knocked out in the fourth round. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, it was an interest of all. It was, you know, I think, right, we talked about, I thought Eubank Jr. was going to win, okay? Um, He wasn't favored by much, okay? But, you know, I've seen a few of Chris Eubank Jr.'s fights, Rick. I'm telling you, okay, and maybe I'm making excuses for him. I don't know if it was just a distraction, right, from getting ready for the Conor Ben fight, training, and then obviously all the mess that ensued after that, or, you know, just the hangover of all those events. But he didn't look sharp. 
Yeah. From the very beginning, it didn't look sharp. He's throwing, he's doing things like like that are very much what a what a young rookie boxer does, throwing mm-hmm. uppercuts from far away. Just just never looked good. And I'll tell you, um, Liam Smith, Tuffy Smith. I mean, the you know the brothers. Everybody knows their whole story. He, he's no joke, Rick. When you look at his yeah. record, thirty three and three. Okay, the fighters that he's lost to. Okay, his first loss was to Canelo Alvarez. Yeah. Okay, gets KO'd in round nine. Second loss was a unanimous decision to Jaime Munguia. I was almost going to call him Sicario Munguia. Yeah. But do you, if you recall that fight, Rick, I think we watched it together. He was winning that fight. Yeah. Okay. He was outboxing Munguia, but then, you know, it was just size, youth, and speed gave away, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then he loses to Magomad uh, Kurbanov. So, I mean, he's not losing, you know what I mean, to a bunch of no ones. No. This is a legitimate fighter. So it wasn't like, it's not going to be a candidate for upset of the year. Yeah. No. And, uh, you know, it's funny, all, all the things you mentioned, um, Eddie Hearn basically blamed that this fight on Roy Jones, the trainer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you see his quote? No, no. What did he um, say? He said, uh, I saw what we knew. He's a Liam Smith is, is a very good and very composed. Yeah. The other guy who's completely lost his boxing. Technically, Eubank has uh, never been great. Yeah. But he's always had a fearless mentality. A great chin, yeah, and a great engine, yeah. What he's done with Roy Jones is completely taken those assets away, yeah. You know, wow. and and Roy Jones <laughs> responded with, um, you know that uh, there was an elbow, yeah, in there, yeah. In um, you know they caught uh, yeah, Chris Eubank Jr. Um, you know, yeah. So I don't think there was a, a an elbow, but yeah. uh, definitely. A uh, little back and forth, which seemed kind of weird, you know, to blame yeah. Roy, Roy Jones on this one. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I was going to comment that Roy Jones didn't look all that good, by the way. <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember the last time we saw him, he's, uh-huh. you know, fighting Mike Tyson, right? Uh-huh. Like uh, Snoop Dogg said, it was like watching, you know, his uncle's fight at a barbecue, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, Roy Jones, after the fight, man, <laughs> I was going to tell you, he had this like perplexed look, like, what the hell happened? <laughs> You know, because let's be honest, he owns it as a trainer, yeah. right? He owns his fighter's performance, yeah. and you're thinking, this is the great Roy Jones, Jones, yeah. right, Jr. It's like, what's going on here? So I don't know about, you know, everything that Eddie Hearn is saying, yeah. but the bottom line is Chris Eubank Jr. did not look very good. No. And what does this do, right, for the whole Conor Ben fight now? Yeah, right. You, you got to table it and, you know. Um, yeah. You, you know, I think th- this is probably one of those where, you know, Maybe there's a rematch, you know, until he wins, you know, then he's back. Then you can go back to the Conor Ben fight. I think it would be a good idea, Rick, yeah. because I think that fight is all but dissolved as far mm-hmm. as like an interest, you know, from fans. Like, who cares now? Yeah. He just got knocked out by Liam Beefy Smith. Maybe we want to see Smith against uh, Conor Ben at a catch weight. Yeah. Why would we want to see a guy that was just decked in yeah. round four even? Yeah. You know, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things they said was... Uh, it it was too draining to get down to that weight, and then yeah. Eubank Junior is going to move up, yeah, uh, to one sixty eight. Yeah, well, and again, but that's that's the whole yeah. thing. So this was at one sixty. You're saying, yeah. yeah, but that's the whole thing, right? Is is and then you had the fact that he did his training camp, and then mm-hmm. he had the reset. So that part is not an excuse. That yeah. part for a fighter is difficult, right? Yeah. The start, pause, start again. That's not easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that being said, Rick, you know when you show up in the squared yeah. circle. You know, gotta be ready. To the go. truth is yeah. found in the ring, as they say, Rick. And time is the lord of all truth. So you hope that Eubank Junior really was training mm-hmm. and, and ready for the fight. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, 
coming up this weekend. Yep. We've got the Arder BWF Anthony Yarde fight yeah. for BWF's WBC, WBO, and IBF lightweight, yeah. light heavyweight titles. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Rick, only because we get to see Arthur Biterbiev, right, yeah. who's one of my favorite fighters, underrated fighter. Now you say, well, how could he be underrated if he's got all these titles? Because when you talk about, you know, the greats and the, you know, guys that are top, you know, uh, the number one mythical pound for mm-hmm. pound, you never hear his name mentioned. Yeah. It's Usek. It's Bevel, right? But yet this guy's 18-0 with eight knockouts, Rick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, let's not forget his last fight, right, um, this was back in June of um, of 2022, second round TKO of Joe Smith Jr. Right? Yeah, very impressive in that fight. Um, you know, I definitely thought you know he would win that fight, but knocking him out in the second round, you know, Joe Smith Jr. is really tough. Not by not. Yeah, I mean, if you look at yeah. if you look at uh, uh, Joe Smith Jr., never been knocked out, right? Yeah. Never been uh, knocked out. Period. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he gets completely blasted, knocked out by Arthur Biterbiev. So now, Anthony Yarde, right, 23-2. and two. He's out of the U.K. Um, this is a guy who um, Kovalov actually knocked him out. I told you I watched that fight a couple of months ago. Uh-huh. They were showing it. I forget what channel, but I said, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah, so Kovalev knocked him out, or TKO in round 11 back in 2019. And then he also lost to Lyndon Arthur. So, I, you know, I look at Yarde as, you know, Kind of a fringe contender guy, man. Yeah. Okay. No, not no. not a Hammond Egger, fringe contender, right? Solid fighter. Um, uh, I think all this is gonna do is justify Beater Biev's greatness mm-hmm. when he's nineteen to 0 with nineteen knockouts after this, Rick. Heavily yeah. heavily favored, by the way. Yeah, I, I was gonna go ahead and make this the lock of the week. Now that would be a good yeah. lock of the week, Rick. <laughs> that so, would be an excellent lock of the week. Um I think Beater Biev, you know, knocks him out probably first half of the fight within six yeah. rounds. Well, after what he did to Joe Smith yeah. Jr., you know? I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to knock everybody out. Yeah. It's what he does. Um, also, this weekend, uh, we have the the fights out here in Inglewood. Yeah. On zone. Alexis Rocha versus uh, Anthony Young. Yeah. Is it still Young, Rick? I thought that they, uh, I thought they, I thought that got moved. Let's see. Um. I thought that they, I thought that they changed it. I, I thought that Anthony Young um, is not going to. I think, I think he was removed. Atlantic City's oh, Young. Yeah. It's George Ash, Ashy. Yeah, right, right. Oh, this uh, from Ghana. So yeah. you know he's tough. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Yeah, we met the gentleman from Ghana as we were fishing. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, right? Big trout fishing trip mm-hmm. we took. Um, yeah, so that, that opponent's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocha's is heavily favored in that fight, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like I said earlier, right, in the uh, in the intro, um, he's ranked number three in the WBO. Yeah. Okay, so he's shot up there, right? Mm-hmm. So they're basically looking at it, Rick, like he wins this fight and it's Crawford next. You know, according to Rocha, right, he's been, they've been trying to identify like former champions, uh-huh. right, to, to kind of, you know, test them and to, to help them grow as a fighter. He says it's just been difficult, but, um, but here you go, right? So they, they have a fill in for him. Um, doesn't appear as if it's that dangerous. You know how it goes, right? Sometimes yeah. you'll get that fill in and it doesn't go as, as planned. Um, I don't think it'll be a problem this time. No. So, yeah. But, well, you know, I just think like this is just me. Is, I mean, is he ready for Terrence Crawford? I don't believe so. You yeah. Know? Um, but, you know, he's probably in his prime. So if there's ever a, a 
yeah. know, a shot to do it. Probably yeah. now. Um, but, uh, you know, probably too much for him, you know. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think he, he beats a Terrence Crawford. I think eventually, you know, he does get knocked out by Crawford. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I respect him, right, for, you know, shooting for the stars, right? Mm-hmm. For trying to, trying to fight the very best. But yeah, man, I don't know if he's at that level yet. See, I like what they're talking about, which is let's see if you can get, you know, somebody else, right, in the welterweight <laughs> division just to kind of start seasoning. Because when you look at some of, you know, who Lexus Roach has beaten, if his biggest wins are against like Blair Cobbs, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, you start you start running down, right? Okay. So he beats uh, you know, last fight, uh Jesus Antino, Antonio Perez, Blair Cobbs, Luis Verone, okay, James Bacon loses he's won, right? He's reeled off five wins after um after beating uh, after losing the Rashidi Alice, mm-hmm. right? But before that, right, it's Solomon, right? Yeah. So I mean so it's not a who's who. No, it's yeah. not a who's who, Rick. So to jump from this list of fighters, you know, because you could make a case that say, well, you know, is Rocha a fringe contender uh-huh. or is he an actual contender? I don't care if the WBO has him at number three, Rick. Okay. The rankings as we know are bogus, right? Yeah. Is he ready for that quality of an opponent? I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah, probably probably not um, at the, at this point. What else we got, Rick? Um, so uh, on the undercard, uh, we have the prospect that they're high on, Floyd, Sch- Floyd Schofield. Yep. Um, and also, you know, Beck the Bully, yeah. also on the undercard. Yeah, making his way back after uh, getting knocked out, right, mm-hmm. by um, by Gabriel Rosado. The kid Floyd, um, uh, Floyd Schofield, right? Um, I told you I saw him live at the Pechanga, um, no, at the uh, Fantasy Springs last year. Um, amazing fighter, Rick. They're they're high on him, and they mean they're super high on him, and I and I can see why, right? So good that they're showcasing him here. Mm-hmm. Um, expect uh, a, an early knockout from him, by the yeah. way. No, yeah, looking forward to seeing him uh, in action. Yep. Um, one more card uh, this weekend: uh, the Otto Wallen versus Helleman Oguin. Mm-hmm. A couple of heavyweights and Otto Wallen. Um, I think if he gets past this one, you know he, he's got some opponents lined up for him. Yeah, how could that be, Rick? Yeah. By the way, and and by the way, when you say if he gets by Rick, he's <laughs> he's he's favored. Otto Wallen is favored by like I think it's like minus. Uh, I think it's like minus five or six thousand, man. You know, just just trying to make it interesting for the fans. Yeah, so I mean, Rocha, by the way, Rocha's favored minus five thousand against George mm-hmm. Ashey. Just so you know. Okay, Bechter me the bully minus thirty five hundred, um, Floyd Schofield minus two thousand, Beterbiev minus nine hundred. So that one's like even that one nine hundred is a lot. What I'm getting to, Rick. Remember what I asked for one of my twenty twenty three wish list mm-hmm. was give us competitive undercards. Yeah, remember that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I get that. You know the your main event fighter, especially if you're building up a prospect, right? You're gonna kind of match him up against fights that you expect him to win. Yeah, I get that, right? I get that. He's the, he's the main eventer, but not every damn card on the undercard, Rick. Yeah. Every fight on the undercard. Sorry, those have to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Give me, I don't know, a seventy thirty. Yeah. None of these are 70-30. No. Yeah, these these are, are all the numbers I was giving you, the odds. They're all 80 to 95% okay. chance that the uh, that one fighter is going to win. So my, my wish list for 2023, mm-hmm. Rick, isn't isn't going so well. Yeah, no. So far, not looking good. With uh, these early cards, yeah. Colossal minus 800, <laughs> you know. But Roach is minus 5,000. Uh, 5, yeah. So they're basically saying, yeah, they don't even have to fight. Mm-hmm. It's like 98% chance. That uh, Rocha wins that it's fight. A tune up. 
Yeah, I mean a super yeah. tune-up. So and then he's gonna go from that to Terrence Crawford. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, that's it for uh, the boxing this coming up. All right, Rick. Take a quick break. Let's get caught up on all the boxing news that's taking place. We got plenty of it. Pacific Coast boxing. If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. Yeah, you said you were looking up. Uh, Roach is only twenty-five. Yeah, that and that's. I guess that's the whole thing. I know we got to get to the boxing news, Rick, but he's still young. I almost felt like he was older than that. Yeah, no, he's still young, and yeah. that's the whole thing, man. This is where I'm telling you, I got to get into the business of managing boxers and fighting career. Yeah, because I got no skin in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Nor nor do I need their money. Right, talk about the perfect situation, you know. So all of my decisions are going to be in the best interest of the fighter. And with Lex Rocha, right, I would talk to him. I would talk to uh, Golden Boy, who's his promoter, and say, "We need to get right other welterweights, right?" Like like he says, and maybe they are trying, but they can't get them, Rick. People with names, right, but not necessarily as much of a risk. But that's going to get my guy experience, Rick. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Because yeah, because to make that that's a that's a huge jump. I don't know. Here, here's some names. Rips. Give me a, a a Mario Barrios. You know, it's a welterweight. Yeah. You know, there's there's other guys there. There's Liam Taylor. There's you know he already beat you know. And by the way, how's Blair Cobbs ranked number six in the WBO? <laughs> you know, coming off a how know, a loss a couple fights ago. Yeah, yeah. Who's he beat? Yeah. Who who is Blair Cobbs beat to be ranked top ten WBO? You know, nothing against them. Very entertaining fighter, but so yeah, there there there's guys that you can fight. I'll tell you a guy that stuff. You know about Michael McKinson, right? Yeah. I mean, so there there's all these fighters. So, all right, Rick, let's get to the news. Okay, uh, we'll start with the Tyson Fury. Uh, Alexander Usyk. Yeah. Um, could be heading to Wembley. Yeah. Um, in late April. That's better than, uh, I guess, right, than, uh, like, Dubai. Yeah. Right? They'll do 100,000 at Wembley. Yeah. No, it, it, That'll it, be it'll crazy. Be, yeah, it, it'll be a, a great scene, you know, to watch boxing. He He's old school. You know, when you think about it, I told you before, you know, like Jack Dempsey, mm-hmm. uh, he had the first million-dollar gate. Think about this. In the 20s, Jack Dempsey, you know, broke the $1 million barrier. And he was drawing 60, 70, 80,000, Greg, to the polo yeah. grounds and all that stuff. Um, no, have no fighter really does that today, with the exception of Tyson Fury. Yeah, no, he he definitely. Um, yeah, it's actually leading up to the stat of the week. You okay, know, is, good. Is Tyson Fury and uh, yeah, you know how many people uh, he can get into seats. Like it. Yeah. Um, also, we have the. Um, it looks like Jerron Enos is going to yeah. fight Romain Villa. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be on the undercard of Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia, and it'll be April 15th. Yeah, interesting. I mean, you know, we were talking about that earlier, right? So the the main event isn't even technically yeah. signed, but somehow we've got the co-main event. Yeah, somehow we've right? got the undercard uh, yeah. taking shape. So so much for, uh, was it going to be the rematch with Villa and um, and, and Rashida Ellis? Yeah. So that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be this one and... Wow. You know, I get that part. You know, you fast track. Uh, you have to get a guy a fight for uh, Boutinus. Yeah. Um, if if Crawford isn't going to fight him, yeah. and, and you know it's not going to be Virgil Ortiz. Yeah. You know, then Romain Villa. That's an interesting card because so that's being promoted essentially by what by Golden Boy and, and is it still PBC, yeah, PBC. or Mayweather Promotions? 
Uh, PBC because uh, Javante Davis isn't with uh, Mayweather. Anymore. Okay, so then yeah, so it's PBC and Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's an opportunity. I don't know how that works, right? Yeah. For both um, promotional companies, I guess to put their fighters on the card, right? Yeah, so that, that's probably the, you know the holdup is you know who's who's going to show that fight? How are they yeah. going to show it? And, oh yeah, you know that's we covered the pay per view numbers. Yeah. I think people got to go back to uh, round number. I don't know what it was four or five, mm-hmm. but we talk about exactly how the pay per view money is distributed yeah. and the math behind it. Check that out. Yeah. Um, Teofimo Senior. Yeah. Um, says that uh, Teofimo is going to fight in late April. Yeah. Maybe early May, um, and it'll be a tune-up, um, and he'll fight the winner of Josh Taylor and Jack Catterall. Um, you know, he said he won't be fighting Regis Prograde next. Yeah. For the for WBC. Yeah. Um, light welterweight title. He said because there's no money in it yet. He's yeah. going to win those other titles from Josh Taylor or yeah. Catterall. Then fight Regis program. Yeah, the problem, of course, is that that fight is now off, right? Yeah. Because of um, Taylor got injured, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now what? Yeah. So now you know who knows you know when that fight's going to take place, but yeah, it looks like he was planning on you know fighting uh, some kind of tune up in yeah. April or May anyway, and then you know if those two aren't ready, you know maybe they revisit the program yeah. fight. Well, he hasn't looked good at 140, Rick. No. Um, he was also saying, by the way, that he finally got an opportunity. I'm talking about uh, Teofimo Lopez Sr., right? Mm-hmm. That he finally got an opportunity to watch the fight with Sandra Martin. And he said, after looking at it, his son looked good. Son yeah. looked sharp. You know? Yeah. yeah you he know. looked like he still had energy. And he's saying that, hey, you know what? He goes, this is essentially the guy in Sandra Martin who retired Mikey Garcia. Yeah. And, you know, people were expecting my son to knock him out, you know? Yeah. And it's like, no, we weren't expecting them to knock him out, right? We were just expecting him, right, to, to dominate. When you're the takeover. Yeah, well, that's you, right. You, that's you, exactly you, right. You dominate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, if you're the takeover, right? Exactly right, Rick. That's all. It's like, yeah. no, sir, we did not expect them to knock him out, but we did expect them to look more impressive. Mm-hmm. We expected him to make adjustments to that little check hook, that he kept making, right, yeah. over and over again. He technically got knocked down twice, okay? If you think getting knocked down twice, Rick, okay, in a fight is your son look good and he looks sharp, mm-hmm. that's part of the problem. Of course, if he says, if he's overly critical about his son, yeah. he's essentially being overly critical about himself yeah. as the head trainer, right? Yeah, you know, and Sandor Martin doesn't have immense power. Yeah. You know, like you look at his knockouts, you know, he doesn't have very many. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it was just a bad look. Yeah, I mean, but again, you know, we've talked about it, and we said it ad nauseum before, Rick. He's he doesn't have to go; he just has to step aside. Yeah. Tefimo Lopez needs another voice. He needs somebody else in that corner or in the gym, mm-hmm. providing the guidance, providing the direction. Because, yeah, allowing his dad to be, you know, the basically the voice, the yes man. The, yeah, the it's not it's not helping him. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like now I know, now this is just rhetoric because he's gonna he's trying to protect his son. Okay, I get it, right? Trying to keep his confidence up. But if he really means that, and in his case, Rick, I think he actually does mean that his son looked good and looked Mm -hmm. sharp. That's a problem. Yeah. You could say, hey, you know what? He won. He won ugly. Okay? That's what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay, my son won the fight, but sometimes, you know, winning ugly is better than losing, so we'll take it. We won ugly. There's things we need to work on. He was a very tough lefty. Instead, you know, you go the other side, so... Um, Anthony Joshua will fight uh, Jermaine Franklin on April 1st. Yeah. Um, at the O2 Arena in London. Okay. 
I mean, that's kind of his. Yeah. Uh, and he has to have a fight like that, right? A couple tune-ups. I think the plan is a couple tune-ups, and then they'll step it up uh, the third fight. Yeah. And, and and he's planning on fighting three times this year. Yeah. See, now that's smart, Rick. Again, yeah. so that, you know, somebody's stealing a page. If I was mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua's ma- business, his manager, it's exactly what I would do. Yeah. We don't need to rush into a fight with Wilder or with anybody else right now, right? Mm-hmm. Let's put a couple of fights underneath us, take a couple victory laps, right? Make a lot of money, right? Yeah. Build, you know, build yourself up, and then let's get into a big fight. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, like what you said, he's got a new trainer now, right? Yeah. He's got the James guy, right? And that is new trainer? Yeah, Derek James. Is there? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so you know, you're, you're not going to learn everything, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to absorb all of the teachings in, in one fight. No. So get a couple fights under him. Spend two training camps with the new, with the new trainer. Then go into a big mega fight. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, we mentioned it earlier, but uh, Canelo uh, has, has begun training for his May 6th fight. Yeah. And more, more than likely that fight uh, is going to be against uh, John Ryder. Yeah. That'll be a good fight. Yeah, John Ryder is the one who uh, he just beat the uh, the Miracle Man, uh, Daniel Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Good nickname, Rick. Yeah, the Miracle Man, right? He survived. Uh, what did he have? Was it? Uh, I think he had can- like spinal cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he had some. The Miracle Man, perfect. Yeah. That hell of a nickname, <laughs> right? That that one that one's okay. Check for in our book. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like we said earlier, so Canelo fights him, and you know, in May, presumably beats him. Yeah, and then he fights Bevel, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Right, and there and there and there you yeah, have it. Th- those will be his two fights. Yes, and and, and Bevel's done. And Peter Biev's not going to get a shot. By the way, as a side note, um, uh, Bob Arum um, is not a fan of Eddie Hearn. He's actually said that you know he <laughs> top rank Bob Arum said he will not allow Peter Biev to ever fight on a Hearn promoted card. Rick. Oh wow! Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um. Stephen Fulton yeah. and the Monster Inouye yeah. have agreed to terms uh, for a May fight, and it'll yeah. be on ESPN Plus. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't think that was going to happen, um, but um, yeah, that's fine. So he's moving. No, okay. So here's why I didn't think that was going to happen because Fulton had talked about moving up, mm-hmm. right? So Fulton is staying down. Yeah, at 122. Yeah, there's there's got to be pretty good money, to, you know, to stay there and yeah. uh, and take that fight. Yeah, I mean, in a way, right, is is getting pretty, you know, pretty brazen, which mm-hmm. he's earned the right to do based on his, you know, accomplishments in the ring. He's talking about that. He says he can go all the way up to featherweight. Oh, wow. All the way up to 126, you know? Like, slow down. Yeah. I'm telling you, that normally doesn't bode well for fighters in that in that range, you know? I'd tell you what would be a dream matchup, Rick. You know, um, Wilfredo the Bazooka Gomez, you know, mm-hmm. greatest 122-pound fighter, greatest Puerto Rican fighter, yeah. without question of all time, him and Inoue at yeah. 122. And I'll tell you what, I'll take Gomez. Yeah. I'll take Gomez any day of the week, <laughs> any day of the week. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, so because remember, Fulton was talking about moving up to fight that rematch with mm-hmm. Brandon Figueroa, yeah. which doesn't look like it's going to happen because yeah. you're going to talk about a fight that Figueroa has coming up. Yeah. So I'm good with that. When when are they going to make that, you said? Uh, for me. Yeah. And it'll be ESPN Plus. So we don't have to worry about pay-per-view or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, that's fine. That doesn't yeah. quite qualify, Rick, for what I was asking for yeah. about having free fights, but that's close. Yeah. Um, Mark McSayo and yeah. uh, Brandon Figueroa uh, yeah. are going to fight uh, March 4th, and it'll be on Showtime. Yeah, and that's at 126, right, yeah. pounds? So McSayo was the guy who beat um, Gary Russell. 
junior who fights once every 10 years, right? Yeah. Who wouldn't qualify as a fighter, remember, based on my 2023 wish mm-hmm. list, that you've got to fight at least two times, right? Yeah. Me saying I work in the produce department, but I never stepped foot in the produce department. <laughs> How could I say I work in the produce department? Yeah. So, yeah, he beats Gary Russell Jr., and then he loses to Ray Vargas, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a redemption fight for Mark Maxio, who I think is promoted by, uh, by Manny Pacquiao, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know he's involved with them. Yeah. Um, listen, this is, that's going to be a good fight. Um, both of them need this fight. Mm-hmm. Brandon Figueroa coming off the loss. I don't think Figueroa's fought since he lost to Stephen Fulton, has he? Because that was a yeah. That, you, I don't believe so. You talk about yeah. uh, you know phone booth slugfest. Mm-hmm. Like I, they set records for punches. So that's going to be a hell of a fight. Yeah, hell of a fight. Uh, Tim Zhu is going to fight uh, Tony Harrison on March twelfth, uh, and this will be for the WBO. Interim, 154-pound title. It'll be in Australia, and this is because uh, Charlo uh, got hurt. Yeah, and so so that's fine, right? I yeah. mean, uh, that same um, that same uh, Tony Harrison, just in case, right? He's the one who beat Jermal Charlo, Rick, in mm-hmm. a questionable fashion, right? He no. beat Jermal Charlo um, in a, uh, a unanimous decision, in fact. I didn't agree with it, mm-hmm. but then he fights the rematch, Rick. That's the fight that I watched uh, right here in uh, in Ontario at the Toyota Arena. Yeah. That was the marathon card where I think there was like 18 <laughs> fights 18 on fight. the card. Yeah, man, that fight, that started at 1 o'clock and went all the way through like 10 p.m. Competitive fights? Or yeah, they weren't yeah. too bad. Well, hey, man, <laughs> yeah. when you start at 1 and you end at 10, right, and yeah. if you're indulging in adult beverages at all, They're all competitive. they all yeah. seem competitive yeah. at that point, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a marathon, Rick. Yeah. Even as a like a big time boxing fan, right? So, yeah. We were in the you know I was in the championship rounds. So those are those TJ cards. Yeah, you exactly. Start at noon, exactly. And end at midnight. I could not believe when we got in and they gave us the fight sheet. I'm like, this has got to be a misprint. You know, second like, page. Yeah, somebody hit like somebody did copy and paste, right? And and you know what I mean? They kept doing control V, control V and forgot to delete something. Nope. I looked all the way down, Rick. Every fight was unique. What a night. Yeah. Uh Deontay Wilder versus uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. is possible yeah. for May. Uh in possibly in the US or Middle East. Yeah. Another fight, Rick, where, you know, let's wait until it gets made yeah. before we start to break it down. Of course I got my, you know. Yeah. You know, we have our opinions on that fight, right? There but, shouldn't be holdups. You know, yeah. they both fight for the same. You yeah, know, they, there shouldn't be holdups. No, they're both PBC. Yeah, both need the money. I honestly, right? If if I'm Deontay Wilder, I sign that fight like yeah. immediately. You know, and they both need it. Mm-hmm. Huge fight for both of yeah. them. Um, and this is Rick. Sorry, this yeah. is what the heavyweights used to do. Back in the days in the 90s, you know, Ernie Shavers would fight Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes would fight Pinklin Thomas. Pinklin Thomas would fight Mike Weaver. You know, Mike Weaver would fight James Bonecrusher Smith. James Bonecrusher Smith would fight, um, you know, uh, what's the guy that that, that beat Foreman? Um, Tommy Morrison, right? Morrison would fight Ray Mercer, you know? Ray Mercer would fight. That's it, Rick. They would all fight another, right? So this is good. They should fight. Not, you know... The Otto Whalens and whoever else this other you know <laughs> guys are fighting. Come on. And I will finish the uh, boxing news with uh, your guy, yeah, Edgar, the chosen one, Berlanga. Yeah. <laughs> and him and Top Rank, uh, they've split. And, Sayonara. Uh, 
He's a free agent uh, right now. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. Rick, we called it, yeah. right? We called it. We talked about this. I've been talking about this kid, right? Nothing against him personally. It's just how he was hyped up, mm-hmm. right? You knew that it wasn't authentic, right? When yeah. he had the whole first-round knockout going, right? <laughs> I told you what they should have done. They should have continued that. Yeah. They should have treated him like uh, Eric Butterbean-esh, right? The king of the four-rounders. Four mm-hmm. They just should have kept feeding him opponents, Rick, <laughs> that were viable to get knocked out in round one. Yeah. That's what that's what they should have done, right? They yeah. should have kept going. Imagine, you know, 20-0, 30-0 with one-round knockouts. You know, people would have caught on to it, but it still would have been pretty interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Right? Do you think the chosen one was given, or you think uh, he gave it to himself? No, Rick, yeah. That's his <laughs> nickname, yeah. Yeah, they, see, that's the whole thing. There's another one, yeah, yeah. the chosen one. By who, yeah. you know? <laughs> but that's the thing. He should have had chosen opponents. Yeah. That, that would have been a more fitting nickname. Yeah. But yeah, you know, here's the thing, right? Now, you know... You know, they again, Rick, they're not going to dump fighters for no reason, man. No. You know, um, so now what happens? Now he's got to start building up his credibility, you know, fighting with who's who picked him up right now. Is he a free agent? He's a free agent. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, uh, PBC and Golden Boy are interested. Yeah. And, you know, interested because he's got a name. Yeah. Right. And maybe, and maybe they've got opponents and they're stable, mm-hmm. right? But this guy, unfortunately, Rick, based on what we've seen, once they stepped up, not even the fringe contenders. Yeah. Like, you know, Ham and Eggers, he started struggling. Yeah. He'd get destroyed by a top 10. No, yeah, I, I believe right? so as well. Yeah, so yeah it, he'd it, get destroyed, man. So it, it'll be interesting how, uh, you know, how whoever signs him plays it. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's it for the boxing news. All right, Rick, that'll do it. Let's come back with the stat of the week. Wrap this thing up, Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. I guess it stands to reason, Rick. So last week we went over. Last week we went like an hour and 15. We went overtime. Uh-huh. So this week we're going to give our listeners back time so yeah. that they can listen to the whole show during one drive to or from work. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't got to split up our show. It's only right. I know because, yeah. you know, I know how it is, right? They're listening. They get to work and they're like, dang, I want to listen to the rest of, you know, the 2023 wish list. I want to listen to the best fights. But they can't. No. Then they had to wait for the drive home. Yeah. Now, this one, this episode, this round, they're going to get to finish the, it all the, in the one. The start of the week early. That's it, in one yeah. drive. So what do we got, Rick? Um, so uh, we just finished with uh, 2022. Uh, what was the most attended fight of 2022? Well, you kind of gave me you know, yeah. um, a foreshadowing of that, Rick, mm-hmm. when I talked about Tyson Fury and how many people they're going to draw at Wembley. So I'm yeah. going to say it was his fight. Yeah. It was uh, it was at Wembley. Yeah. And it was Tyson Fury versus uh, Dillian White. Yeah. The Gypsy King versus the Body Snatcher. Yeah. You know, for the for the nicknames. Yeah. And there was uh, ninety four thousand. Wow. By the way, Rick, there's only one Body Snatcher. That was yeah. Mike McCallum. Yeah. Mike the Body Snatcher <laughs> McCallum. Yeah. And then everybody, anybody from the UK will know exactly who I'm talking uh-huh. about. Um, th- here's the thing, Rick, is that that just goes to show you though, and everybody knew this was their third fight, right? Yeah. Tyson Fury won the first two easy, won this one easily. Everybody knew he was going to win, mm-hmm. but yet he draws ninety four thousand. Yeah, no, it's it's impressive. You know, uh, his, their his following um, 
in the UK is yeah. ridiculous. It is. It is. Why would he fight anywhere else? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, when he fights in, in Vegas at the M, you know, MGM Grand Arena, whatever, and he's, you know, um, and they're hosting a paltry, what, 15,000, yeah. 18,000, that's a waste. Yeah. If I'm that guy, I'm sorry. You have that much drawing power, you don't leave the UK. No. You don't. You say, hey, man, I can draw 90-something thousand. What can you draw in Vegas? Mm-hmm. I guess if he goes to the, what, the AT&T Stadium there in Dallas— Right, where Canelo yeah, fights. Be, yeah. But how many did Canelo even draw for that? Uh, I had to go back and look. But yeah, I don't think it was 94,000, yeah, no. right? I don't even know if it was thirty or 40,000, uh-huh. but it certainly wasn't 94,000. No. But yeah, you talk about somebody, again, who's got leverage, who's got star power, who who draws fans. Um, it's him. Mm-hmm. And I think that he needs to continue to ride it, right? Well, well that's why I, you know I'm excited that the fight... Um, is not in Dubai. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Rick. That's that's a bucket list. Yeah. You know that one. If he fights Usyk in uh, in Wembley, I'm gonna have to take a look at that one and see how much it would take to get to there. Yeah, because that that, 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 would, would, be, that would be. Can, huge, can yeah. you just imagine the scene there, man? It would be ridiculous. Yeah, that's it. I just checked the box. Done. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm done. After that, yeah, everything has been accomplished. For the Canelo fight, there were 73,126 fans Yeah, at Cowboy Stadium for the Billy Joe Saunders fight. Yeah, see, that's not bad. Yeah, The reason I mentioned Canelo and AT&T is that here stateside, Canelo's really the only one that can draw that, mm-hmm. right? Because he's got the Hispanic you know, fans, of course, and then he's got the regular boxing fans, and then you got whoever his um, his opponent's fans are, yeah. right? So he's really the only one, don't you think? No, yeah. That has that drawing power here in the U.S. Yeah, definitely. That and mm-hmm. Terrence Bud Crawford in uh, in Nebraska. In Nebraska, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. Good call. Good stat of the week. Excellent round seven. Um, can't wait for round eight. See the fights this weekend. I'll talk to you next week, Rick. Yeah, see you next week.